Welcome to the podcast that passes poor performance on pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Darren Duncan, alongside with my best friend, Audie Marsh. We're just a couple of cool cats casually causing some chaos with conversation. We're here to entertain you, not hurt your feelings, so don't blame us. What up? What's up, man? So, uh, you just getting back? <laughs> yeah, like literally just getting back. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh walked in the door probably about an hour ago, had to unpack, take a shower. It was rough, dude, cuz I've been up since 5 p.m. Wednesday. Jesus Christ. And it's now 9 p.m. on Friday. Uh I fell asleep in the van on the way home, but not it wasn't like a deep sleep and it wasn't very long. You know what I mean? It's in yeah. a fucking 15 person van filled with 13 fucking people. So it's like, it wasn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Was it cold? Yeah, it was cold, but uh, it was colder last time. Well, I went three years ago and it was 15 degrees. This time it Jesus. was like, yeah, it was, it was fucking sucked. This yeah. time it was about 40 degrees, but what pissed me off was there was so much rain and that building is so old and leaky. Yeah. You're hearing raindrops and like the wind was so crazy. You don't know what's what. You don't know if you're hearing right. a ghost or if you're hearing raindrops or the fucking goddamn plastic that they have over the windows was catching wind and making noise. So it was just this experience wasn't a very good one compared to the other two that I've done. Right. For the people who are. Uh, listening, we're talking about Waverly Hills. Uh, I know we failed to mention that. We just kind of went into it, but that's yeah, what we're going right. to be talking about this episode. That uh, Missouri State Penitentiary, and then some personal experiences that we've had with uh, ghosts, paranormal. Yeah. I mean, some people call it ghosts. Some people call it paranormal. I think the the sophisticated smart people say paranormal and the backwoods rednecks like myself say ghost right <laughs> I, don't know. I mean a lot of a lot of things are considered paranormal like ufos are considered paranormal aliens whatever if, if it's if you basically can't explain it yeah. i guess it's sort of paranormal i uh well I'll tell you a little bit about my experience i was gonna ask like so first things first do you believe in ghosts do you think they're real so I do. Uh, this is a hard one for me to, 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 I guess, say that. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I believe in ghosts, but I don't believe in the crazy stuff that people say that happens to them. Okay. I'm not calling them, I'm not calling them liars, but like, Oh, the the ghost picked this up and threw it at my face, type of stuff like the the crazy stories, you know, right? Uh, stuff like the, that. There are crazy stories out there, so you oh, just absolutely gotta, you got to weed through all the bullshit. Yeah, and and like my experiences was more or less uh, sounds, uh, presence, you know, that feeling you get, and then right on some of my. Uh, hunts was the devices catching stuff you know that's it plays like right into what you're doing you're like yeah this is this is real like i'm asking this question and the freaking thing is coming back 
like giving me an answer, you know, not for people who don't paranormal uh, hunt or, or do any of that stuff. It's not like you're going to have a full blown conversation with them. I, I, I've never had a full like, hey, my name's Dan and I was in World War Two. Uh, you know, the, the stuff that I've experienced was like just an open ended question like, uh, I don't know. How long you been here? You know, something simple that they can ask right. that you could pick up. So paint the picture for the people who are listening. If they've never done it, uh, that's generally how I've experienced it. But yeah, when when I went to the uh, Missouri State Penitentiary, uh, which was full, full of uh, paranormal activity, just, you know, from from being there and being in the presence of that place, you could feel it. You know, you got maybe it's your mind also playing a little a little fuckery with you. Like, yeah, like there's something there. You know how your mind your mind's very powerful. So, you know, uh, your mind's playing with you like you want to see them, you want to hear them. So you're like keening in. But the sense uh, never goes away. You've just got that that sense of something bearing down on you as you're walking through. Uh, this penitentiary and and then you've got your devices and when you start asking the the questions but my experiences was and i have the i have the the video on youtube um i didn't like visually catch the shadow down in the basement but on the video after like four hours of editing and just going back through uh because that's what you got to do as a paranormal active you know as a hunter you you got to take your stuff go back to the lab and you sit there and you just listen through all that audio. I, that's what I did, you know, yeah. you got your recorder. Cause at the time yeah. you're not going to, it, it, to me, you don't pick it up during the time it happens other than your spirit box asking the questions. That's where you're going to catch it. Uh, right. Yeah. EVPs and shit. You're not going to hear that with your ear. And like, it can be a right. tedious task when you go back and you got to go through fucking six hours of shit. And it can mm-hmm. suck, especially if nothing's going on. Like for, I've never really caught any EVPs ever, but, Speaking of devices and like having a conversation when like there's an intelligent response and like there's just no way to explain that shit. Like if you have an EMF detector, like it it detects electromagnetic fields. And yeah, if you fucking set it next to a microwave and turn it on, the thing's going to go ape shit. Mm -hmm. But it, it shouldn't go ape shit for no reason at all. So last night, for example, the thing wasn't doing anything. And then we gave it to like this little like 13 year old girl. And then they started interacting with her a little bit and it would go like from green to yellow a little bit. I started to get irritated and I'm like, all right, fuck it. You know what? If you want us to get out of here, make that fucking thing turn red now and then we'll leave. And it just wham, it went red hard. And it was immediately after I said that. And it's like, that's that's an intelligent response man right that's something you can't fucking explain that's a well, direct that's, interaction yeah and that's kind of like how it happened with me it was me my buddy his wife and Brittany. i'm sitting here doing all this but the minute Brittany takes over it's like we're just getting like the the you know red to green red to green we're just getting all this feedback the, but the minute i start asking questions i don't get shit right because you and look I'm standing like a cop. And i'm and I'm still <laughs> she she's the woman in a prison. Yeah. Yeah, they're right. definitely they're gonna interact oh, yeah. with her, you know. Right. Well, there was a one room, uh, and it's on my YouTube channel. The lady that was there was like, This ghost doesn't like men at all. So all the men like couldn't go in this one cell, but Brittany had the 
the GoPro on and she was recording uh, her device and the lady was asking and as the lady's asking these questions like uh, Lauren, which was another friend that was with us, my buddy's wife, she had one and the camera was pointing and you see like three of the devices just at the same time go off the minute she started asking those questions. That's cool. So I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty crazy, you know. Uh, and, and then the, a lot of the stuff we got out of it was just the spirit box. Like it, like the questions we were asking, you know, it was like, it'd come across. Yeah. Uh, and it said heaven. There's a couple other ones <clears throat> we'd ask the, uh, cause we had a list of who all was the most like, like the real killers in the prison, you know, like all the ones that was like executed, the ones that were in there for raping and killing children, you know, like we had a list and what sell and we was like we're going right up to wherever they're at and we're gonna hit them with it and the minute britney took it it was like the ghost responded to her and i was just like man and it was an eye-opener for me because uh you know i experienced um when i was maybe eight i used to stay with my grandmother a lot my grandmother had a house uh from like 1902 and uh my uncle came back from one of the war and he ended up killing himself on the back porch of this, uh, this house they had. And then one of my uncles passed away in a trailer in the backyard of the house. And, uh, I think my granddaddy passed away in this house. So this house is like full of like family, you know, generations of like tragic events. And, uh, I remember this and I've always told this story because like it always stuck with me. Uh, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was eight years old. I turned 38 yesterday. So this was like 30 years ago. I remember laying in bed with my grandmother uh, because I stayed with her all the time. Like my grandmother and I, we were like Bonnie and Clyde. Like my bond with my grandmother was like no other. You know, she was left handed. I was left handed. Uh, we watched Little House on the Prairie. We watched uh, Green Acres. You know, we like my grandmother taught me some shit. <laughs> And turned me on to a lot of stuff too, you know, uh, that I've tried to pass on to my kids. But anyway, I, I was remember laying in bed, and I and where the where the her bedroom was, you go out and there's the living room, and then you walk down the hallway. Now, mind you, this is an old Ladderwood house, so this house ain't even like 700 square feet. Like this is a small house. There's the kitchen, and there was like a. A drawer, I believe granddaddy used to keep all his tool, tools in, and, and my grandmother left it like that since he passed away. I think he passed away in like 73. This was like 1994, uh, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, 92. I was eight. So I remember laying there, and I hear chains, and I hear that drawer opening up, and... uh. I hear the chains come out the drawer and hit the ground. So like at this point I'm, I'm eight. So I'm like Bentley's age. I'm not scared of anything. And I'm, I just lay there and I'm just listening. I was like, you know, you know, as, as kids, it's just like, I want to go look at this. That, that's how I was. And I laid there and I'm listening, I'm listening. And it got closer and closer to the door. And I remember raising up and my, and my grandmother pushed me back down and was like, go back to bed, baby. That's just granddaddy. That has stuck with me the, my whole life, bro. Like, it was like she experienced this on a daily. 
And sure enough, shit, that next morning, there was a thing of chains, like, in this drawer next to hammers and nails and shit. I was like, holy Damn. crap. Like That's fucking wild. That's dude, really cool, though. I will take that to my grave. Like, that happened to me. <laughs> like, I wish people were there, you know, uh, to experience it, too, because it, it was it's so real to me. Like, you should have been there, you know? And right. I was like, it, I think I would have been okay until... Uh, my mama, that's what I called her, uh, pushed me back down and said, go back to bed, baby. That's just granddaddy. I was like, nope, I'm going home tomorrow. Mama's going to come and get my ass. Yeah. I ain't coming back to grandma's for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, dude. So that so that house had an energy around it. There was history. You know, two of right. my uncles, my granddaddy, all passed away on the property or inside the house. Um, tragic events. Uh, I think it was maybe heart attacks, suicide. Uh, stuff like that, you know, uh, crazy, and and that that stuck with me my whole life, and and, and then that's what's kind of like, hey, I can't say that ghosts are not real, period, you know. But when people telling me uh, shit was thrown at them, or they wake up with like like cuts on their eyes and like symbols on their foreheads and shit, eh, I can't, <laughs> I can't get behind yeah. that, dude. I can't. Yeah, can't and uh, a lot of the TV shows are. I believe some of the stuff they catch, but just sometimes their reaction is a little over dramatic. And I think they're what I hate is when they catch an EVP and they tell you what it says before even letting you figure it out on your own, because by that time it's ruined for you. Now you're yeah. not going to hear anything else. You're only going to hear what they tell you. It says it's like, yeah. let me figure that out on my own first, you know? Um, I've heard pebbles be thrown before. I've never been hit with anything, but we were in the operating room just last night and there was definitely like a pebble that got tossed and hit the operating table. It was just a tink, a tiny little pebble unless they, you know, flicked it. I don't know what they did, but there was definitely something. Um, The body shoot. Do you want me to give a little brief history on Waverly Hills yeah. before? Yeah, go All ahead. right, like, so Waverly Hills Sanatorium, it sits on land that was originally purchased by Major Thompson Hayes in 1883. Major Hayes was in need of a school for his daughters to attend, so he started a one-room schoolhouse that was located on Pages Lane. He hired a woman named Lizzie Lee Harris to teach at the school, and her love for the tiny school, in addition for, to her fondness for Scott's Waverly novels, prompted her to name the little schoolhouse Waverly School. Major Hage liked the name and chose the name as property Waverly Hill. The board of tuberculosis hospital kept the name after purchasing the land and opening the sanitarium. So this thing basically started as like a two story frame building just for a school. Like this rich guy wanted to build his own school for his own daughters to go to. And like the building was designed to accommodate like 40 to 50 patients, but it started as a school. Right. But then when the tuberculosis thing came, it was only like able to fit like 40, 50 people, but tuberculosis was so fucking crazy. They had to expand it. Now this place is like almost 200,000 square feet. It's five floors. The wings are ginormous. It's, it's just, it's fucking incredible. This place had its own zip code. They raised their own cattle and chicken and even had a pond to have their own fish. Like it was just, it was absurd. People who, Doctors, nurses, things like that. People who went up to Waverly Hills basically had to say goodbye to their families and they weren't coming back because it was such it was so easy to catch it, mm. you know, 
Um, so doctors got it and died. Nurses got it and died. It was just this huge, this fucking uh, this crazy epidemic, you know. Um, but they say like around sixty thousand people probably died there. Oh wow! And yeah, and they think it might be like way more. So there's definitely some shit that goes on, you know. I've been there three times. The last time, just yesterday, was not impressive. Like. There are a couple of things happen. Um, for example, a dog barked like inside the building, a dog like right behind me and my buddy Matt, this fucking dog barked. And it was just it's there was no way to explain that. There was no goddamn dogs in the building. Um, me and this other dude, we were walking. I had an obelisk. I know uh, a listener was commenting on an obelisk. I was using one. What an obelisk is. It's like a little tiny TV screen that uh, basically has a dictionary inside of it. Just tons and tons of words. And the spirits can pick words out of that device and use them to put them up on the screen to communicate with you. Um, me and this dude were walking down the hallway and we heard a girl go, ooh. And then right after that, the obelisk said, weep. And then a fucking, we heard it again right after, ooh, it sounded like a woman, like she was crying, but it was just a weird cry. And like, it, I couldn't fucking explain that shit either. Um, the body shoot I want to talk about, it's 525 foot tunnel. It's like a 45 degree angle, goes 525 feet down underground. The reason why it was invented, they created this own wing because at the, at the peak of tuberculosis, there was about 24 deaths a day. That's like an average of a death an hour. So they had to build this body chute so they can wheel patients out and keep up morale because they had like this balcony where all the patients would hang out and there's nothing but hearsts coming onto the property. And all these people are like, we're next. We're just staring at hearse all day, you know? So they built this whole separate wing to to put the bodies in. They'd put a body on a gurney. They'd wheel it down this 525-foot tunnel, and at the end of the tunnel was sit a hearse. They'd load the body up. The hearse would go away. So they basically did it to keep up morale of the patients. Yeah. It's a super – it's it's cool just to say that you've gone down the body chute, but I've never gotten any activity in there ever, and it is a treacherous walk. It's dangerous as fuck. It's cold. It's wet. And it is a motherfucker to walk all the way down there and walk all the way up. Like your legs and ass and back are on fire from that shit. But yeah. Yeah. Real, real quick on this. I've got family members uh, commenting about my grandmother's house. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Marilyn was, uh, so my uncle Billy, so my grandmother's son was uncle Billy. Uh, it's his daughter. So when I say this is Marilyn is her name uh, and her husband said that uh, she said she's seen granddad with his overalls and paint on them at the same place with grandmama too, when she spent the night. So, and my, and I've had cousins, I've had cousins tell their story about this house. Like uh, it's definitely hot with paranormal activity. And I would love to take my stuff and go over there. It's in Florida. I was um, going to ask, is the house still in the family then? It's so the, the land went, uh, what is it when you don't pay the taxes on it? Like foreclosure it, or something? Yeah, 
just because of taxes or something. Um, okay. My uncle Billy had it and passed away, and then no one ever did anything with it, and the taxes sporadically would get paid like once a year, skip two years. Well, the city got tired of it. I tried to go okay. in and get it, and then there was just I had to get a lawyer. So I tried two years ago to go and get the house, but now a girl I went to school with, her mother bought it on one of those auctions at the courthouse. Yeah. And I've actually talked to her and she said she will sell it back to me. But I'm in a position right now. I'm in the army. It's it, dude. It's hard to do that. To right. just go back and forth. So eventually she's giving me her word. She says, you know, if she gets rid of it, she, I'd be the first person. She, contacts she probably picked it up really cheap too. Oh, she did. She, it was like 1800 bucks. I was just going to say yeah. it was probably right around two grand that yeah. she paid for it. And, and she's still living in the house. Okay, cool. Yeah, because you don't yeah. want to buy it and then rent it, and you're a landlord no. living in Missouri. They're going to trash your place. Oh, yeah. My, They're not going to My intentions was to just get it back uh, in the family and, and have something in my name. You know, who's to say I ever go back to Florida I'm gonna, as a, when I'm old? You know what I mean? And right. just retire there. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd live in the same house. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's crazy because I'm not catching the comments. I've got four screens up and I had to get on my phone. And okay. uh, yeah, that's cool. It was cool. I went on there. Uh, and my mom commented and said, I seen my daddy when my mama died, just as plain as he were real. Um, and she said, do you remember that, Audie? I, I do remember my mama telling me that. So this house is hot, man. That's it, really neat. Yeah, yeah. I got I'd love to check families. it out. That'd be awesome if we could go down there and check it out. Sometime. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure she'd let us. Uh, Miss Bishop is her name. I'm sure she'd let us. That'd be it. really um, cool. But yeah, that's that's the the story behind that house. And I, I've been trying to get that house back uh, in my possession, just for simple fact of sentimental value. Um, not so much I would live in it, but I, I just want it back in the in the in the Marsh yeah. Trant family, you know. But but yeah, man, that's it's it's real. Uh, if if it wasn't for my mama's house, I probably wouldn't believe in ghosts. Right. <laughs> you know, it all well, started with my it. mama. My mama pushing me back down. Hey, don't worry about it. This is I'm gonna fix you some eggs in the morning. <laughs> just sit down. <laughs> I've always believed in them, even as a kid, because I was just easily spooked by things. Um, but that last house I lived in was extremely haunted. Oh that, yeah, like, dude. My I watch with my own eyes my son get drug out of bed. And like I know that's one of those stories that you're like, when people say shit like that to me, I don't believe it. But you know I'm not lying to no, you. No, yeah, I, I believe it. Like he got my he was like four years old at the time and he got drug halfway out of his bed. He got drugged to the point to where his his knees hit the floor and like everything from his waist up was still on his bed, but his, his knees were on the floor. And I saw it with my own eyeballs, man, when he was sleeping. I had a um, three knocks on my back door one time scared the shit out of me. <clears throat> I just so happened to be watching a documentary on Ted Bundy. And then this ghost has got to mess with me and knock on my door. I knew it wasn't any of my buddies. Cause if, if they were going to come over at midnight, they'd have just been like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm on my way over or something. They're not just going to not, especially on my back door. So I, my paranoid ass, I grabbed my gun and I sat up all night long. I changed that documentary off real quick and uh, put on something happy. And uh, I sat up and then 
all night long, stayed up, and at six o'clock in the morning, dude, my vacuum cleaner got thrown down the stairs. Dude. And you know, I got two pit bulls and two cats. My pit bulls hate the cats. So at my old house, the cat stayed, the whole top stairs was theirs. We had a baby gate at the bottom of the stairs to separate the pit bulls and the cats. There's if that there's no way that cat could have knocked over that heavy ass vacuum. If it did, fine. That's one thing. Fine. We'll just say that. It would have fell down the stairs and like slid, maybe tumbled, but there's no way that fucking thing would have went like skipped the steps and and went over that gate and crashed into my kitchen. There's no fucking right. way like something threw that vacuum cleaner. Um, I've been hissed at in that house. One dude, time I dude. was drunk and calling it out and I'm like fucking I'm sick of this bullshit that you're doing in my house. And it went like right no. behind my ear, dude. It scared the shit out of me. My arms are cold right now thinking about yeah, it, like man. going back to that moment. Yeah, I, I got chills talking about my mom. But no, right. you remember that one time you and I was like two in the morning, like you were on your rant about, I don't know, you were like singing to me and rapping to me and it was like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, fuck you, you come down here, brother. We're going to fucking. And then, and then I'm like, yeah, he's, he's wasted. And then the next one, it was like a whole different dare. And you're like, I played back the last video. Listen to this. I was like, what the fuck is this motherfucker whisper for? And then I hear you talking and then it was like, it was like an, I don't know what it was. It was like a voice in the background. Yeah. Like so clear. And I was like, quit playing, man. And and then you sent me like another one, like a couple of months later. You're like, I told yeah. you, dude, I told you, dude, and it was just happened. you rapping. And then you could hear it. I was like, oh, I was like, dude, yeah. I am not coming up there to see you. That's happened with my buddy, Chris Johnson. Like we would do the voice messages and Facebook messenger back and forth. And I'd go back and listen to him sometimes. And there'd be like full blown conversations that two people are having that I didn't hear. Yeah. And like, and then when I'm like, dude, listen to that message again. He's like, what? He heard it too. On my, my other podcast, the uh, house of a thousand discourses on the episode of Velisca Axe murder house. I picked up two EVPs in that house, dude. Nobody yeah. was home. It was just me all by myself. I was doing an episode about Velisca Axe Murder House. And there's a cough in that episode. And that's clearly not me. It's somebody else coughing in the background. And then there was also, um, as soon as I mentioned Vietnam, there was a whistle in the background. And then as soon as I mentioned the children, uh, the children getting killed with the axe, there was a little kid that whimpered, dude. It was like a, hey, huh, like a, like a cry. And that, so if anyone wants to go and check it out, the podcast is called House of a Thousand Discourses. The episode is Velisca Axe Murders. And those three things that I mentioned, that's like proof right there of what Audie and I yeah. are talking about. of having yeah, that, voices that, in the background. That, that house was super evil. And, and you and I just got to know each other. You know, yeah. we didn't even know each other a year. Right. You know, and like, I was like, I know you wouldn't fuck with me like this. Cause you know, you know how we are, you know? And yeah. Like, right. And you send me another one, like a month later. I was like, bro, fucking told you. And I'm like, dude, you need to get out of that house. Yeah, dude. Like if it's grabbing your kids. Yeah. And, like coming on your podcast without asking, right. that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it anyway. didn't pay you shit. <laughs> yeah. It didn't pay you shit. Like, nah, homie, you ain't getting free air for this shit. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude. Come, come on my shit for clout. Yeah. Bitch ass fucker. ghost. And you know what? People watch this and go listen to that one and be like, and he's winning. You know, right. like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. There was another time we had uh, 
we buy the big giant bags of dog food because I got two pit bulls and um, we we I cut it open and I always dump it in like that big Tupperware container, you know, like the big ass ones, a big bin. Um, We had a dresser in our kitchen and we just took the bottom like two drawers out and then we would just slide that big bin in underneath it. But there's a little tiny board running under at the very bottom of the dresser because otherwise it'd get all wonky and janky. So that had to be there for support. So if you wanted to pick up that big 40 pound thing of dog food or pull it out, you'd have to lift it up a little bit over that little support thing on the bottom of the dresser and then slide it out and then take the lid off and then get the cup and dump it into the dog bowls. Me and Matt Huff were chilling one time drinking beers in the kitchen and that fucking thing just went and slid across my kitchen floor, like not crazy far, maybe two feet, but. It was completely secure underneath that dresser, and there's no way that it would have moved, period, let alone it had to be lifted up over that tiny uh, board running at the very bottom that was used for support. So that's another thing that's just like there's no denying that shit, and Matt Huff will tell you like that shit happened. We saw it with our own fucking eyes that this like 40-pound thing of dog food just slid across the kitchen floor for no reason. Mm-mm. And so, we might have even been talking about the ghost at the time that it happened, too. Like, yeah, my fucking house is haunted. And then, like, moments later, that shit slid. It was like, whoa. So I'm going to um, I'm gonna upload my grandmother's house and photos. I'm going to show you because I got them on my phone. All right. Cool. I'm going to show you. Uh, and it's going to paint you a picture of, you know... <laughs> Oh, it's a haunted house. Oh, that's a typical haunted, you know, but like the history behind it, like if you don't know uh, the history that, that that surrounds the house, then it's right. You know, it just looks like an abandoned house. So I'm going to upload it. I'll show you on here and then whoever's watching can see it too. But yeah, do it. Um, Yeah, dude, definitely. So when I come up there, uh, we got to go to that house. Is anybody living in that house? Your old house? No, it's for sale, and I am not on good terms with the landlord, so I don't think ah. I'll ever be able to go back there. Hey, what do we do this? Uh, so I get in contact with the landlord. I'm like, I want to, I want to come look at the house. I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, I mean you'll show up, and you'll be like, well, "Who fucking invited this asshole?" Right. I'm like, no, he told me about it. He put in a good word for you. Like he says, you're 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 like really good. Right. And we go in there and we just investigate it. <laughs> no, that'd be amazing. I'm going to need tonight, sir. Uh, I'm going to look at the house tonight at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Just just leave the key under that welcome yeah. mat. <laughs> I would love yeah. to go there. I mean, I, I, I paid all my rent and everything, but it was just like... Uh, no, you told house, me that guy was... He was a piece he, of shit and the house yeah. was falling apart. And I mean, it was just every door in the house was literally like just hanging by a thread on all the hinges like it was just a piece of shit house and we only expected to live in it for like a year because we're like oh we're gonna rent build our credit and buy a house and it's like it takes longer than a year to build your credit when it sucks we didn't know that we were young and stupid you know but now we're just old and stupid (laughs) it's a game and you got to know how to play it it's that's exactly what it is just credits building is a game you just got to know how to play that shit I think I think it's a scam. You can you can go so long so good and you like miss like one little thirty dollar payment a month because you forgot 
Right. And then that late fee hits you. That's like minus 30 points. And you're just like, what yeah. the fuck? Right. Yeah, I think and it takes scam. forever to get that 30 points back. Dude, you know? yeah, like five years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Straight up. It's like, dude, come on, man. Such bullshit. Yeah. The, uh, we're actually going to Missouri State Prison Friday the 13th of May. So, like, if you want to talk to work and try to get that day off so you can go, we got the six-hour, it's like a six-hour yeah. public. I think it's just what you did, like the six-hour public investigation. It's like 130 bucks. I don't think you have to pay, like, until you get there. Um, I, what what we did, we, yeah, we did the, I think the four, maybe four to six-hour. I think it was, okay. like, 60 bucks a piece. Okay. Uh, this May is 13th, like private... that's, Brittany's, that's Brittany's birthday. I think okay. the state owns it. I think the state still owns it, or the Probably. city. The state or the city still own it, but they still, you know, it, it closed down in 2003. That's not like long ago. I was a senior in 2003. Right. You know, this thing opened up in like 1900, I think. Damn. Yeah, I think it was like 1900, but it, I think, 1903. Anyway, so yeah, and it housed it housed killers all the way up to 2003, dude. That's that's Wasn't pretty there, recent. Is, is there as uh the death penalty in Missouri? So were there executions at this yeah. prison? Yeah. So when you go, Hell yeah, and when I go, if I meet you up there, which you're only like two hours away, I there's no reason for me to go up there. Uh, when we got to the gas chamber, because that was at the end of it. Okay. Like. The way they did it, man, and it pissed me off is the lights were on. Everybody wanted to take a picture in the gas chamber. It, it was just like right. so much more public activity with the groups. Because when we got there, you just split like, fuck these guys. I'm not staying with them. You right. Know, we we took our own little people, four of us, and, and hit the halls. Uh, and then towards the end of it, because where the backside where the parking lot is, where you're going to probably park. And where the gas chamber is down at the bottom of the hill, there's a graveyard underneath that parking lot. Oh, sweet! They put a yeah, they put a fucking parking lot over the graveyard. Uh, so a bunch of dicks, <laughs> right? Isn't there yeah. a song like "Put up the parking lot"? <laughs> like, what an yeah, there's a graveyard there. It's like you motherfucker. Oh you fuck, those at least guys. move them. Yeah, fuck, right. Fuck them. They were they were convicted killers anyway. Yeah, uh, or but yeah, they. they the, the gas chamber is pretty cool. You know, it's, you get a crazy vibe. You're sitting in the seat where this motherfucker, uh, you know, sat. It, it's, it's eerie. Uh, but like, as far as activity, there was just so much, so many people around, uh, you know, it was, it was pointless to yeah. pull out any devices there. It was. So yeah, what we're doing is I think it's like, a, it's not a guided tour or anything. It's a six hour, like, private investigation but it is open to the public like what we did at waverly hills we paid a thousand dollars and rented the entire building for eight hours just us no one else can come in or out yeah it's straight up private but with this is like there's going to be people there you don't know like you pay the 130 yeah you're there for six hours it's not a guided tour i got the whole place to myself but there's going to be other people there who i have no idea who they are or where they're from doing the exact same thing so it's going to be right, a little annoying it. for me because I like having a group and being in control. Like, hey, let's fucking break up into teams. Let's do shit like that. And with that, right. I mean, I'm not going to be able to tell everybody what to do. I don't know. They don't know me, you know. 
Like last we'll night was, was pretty fun. chaotic because I went with all my friends. I used to be on a paranormal committee when I worked at Chrysler. It was a paranormal research committee, whatever. And uh, we had rules and all that shit. But with, this time I went with all my homies. So it was like, fuck it. Let's just, let's just walk around, you know, and we're walking around Waverly Hills. And it got kind of hectic because you're trying to walk down the fourth floor, super creepy, quiet. And then like three of your homies come around the corner and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, like there's people on here. So now we got to jump right. to a different floor. You know, yeah, it was kind of like that, too. It, it was kind of like that, too, with the state penitentiary. Uh, it was funny because I had all my equipment. I had. I had my my IR camera, my infrared. I had yeah. my DJI. Like I had this device. It was all on this thing. And I had all my shit, like just ready to go. I had my buddies had shit. So they saw us walk in because they kind of. When you watch the the YouTube video, it's on my channel. I highly suggest you go check it out. We caught a lot of stuff on the Spirit Box. We call yeah. it a shadowy figure down in the basement. Pretty cool. But as we walked in and, and they're like, okay, okay, we see that's one group. We'll set y'all as one group. And then like these these other groups were like, Can we can we be in this group with him? He's got like, all the shit. <laughs> no, yeah. I was like, I was like, no, motherfucker. Like, I don't want right. none of y'all with me. Like, what I have is is we've already got a game plan and y'all right. motherfuckers are gonna fuck it up. But like what was cool is I had a bunch of equipment and my homegirl had a bunch of equipment. So we had enough to give everybody something and be like, go fucking play. Right. You know, like well, it was they, cool. they gave they give you the uh the little cheap meters, the freaking oh EMF detector. You know, yeah, yeah. They give you those. You can rent That's them, cool. s- sign them out. So, you know, if you're just a an amateur, which I was no nowhere near an expert, but I had shit that was a little bit more advanced than the freaking right. and it worked out in my favor. Uh, but they give it to you, but I had an advanced one. I had the, uh, the IR spirit box. Um, what else did I have? I had something else. It was like a meter. It read something, it read, it read like three different things opposed to the, just the normal. I don't even know, but like I had all this cool shit, you know, uh, very cool experience. I ended up getting pulled over prior to going there. No shit. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I turned my lights off because we waited and I went around because I had to go, uh, I went, got something to eat and I had to piss and the place wasn't open yet. Well, I didn't turn my lights on and this car passed me, flashed me. And I was like, you're a fucking asshole. I wasn't paying attention because <laughs> all the street lights. And the next thing I know, this car turns on me and was like, lit me up. And he, he almost made me late to the little group meeting. I was like, fuck man, you know, taking That's his funny. time, fucking cops. So what right. happens being pulled over? You being a military police officer and you get pulled over for shit. Like, do you tell them? Like, do you give them your military ID or do you? Like, how do you, you're like, hey man, I'm a cop too. Like, I got shit to do. Well, Maybe it, like, <laughs> does it work like that? Well, you could be like, you know, some some <laughs> some soldiers are like they show their shit and like oh, I'm in the military. Just showing a military ID, they feel like right. they can get out of it. Now we carry IDs that tell that we are an MP or a federal law enforcement agent. And I'm never going to pull that out on a traffic stop. Like, no, if I pull that out, I'm going to look like the biggest douche. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I'm just going to professionally talk this police officer into like not fucking with me. Uh, right. I'll be like, give a little bit of 
professional courtesy, you know. Right. Um, but I, I'd, I'd be a dickhead and be like, I was probably providing blankets of freedom while you were in high school, bitch. <laughs> but that probably wouldn't work. <laughs> right. That's but uh, he let us go. You know, he says, "Hey, turn your lights on." But anyway, we almost we are almost late, so we get in, and uh, it's cool, dude. Like, I think you'll like it. I I almost think you'll like it better than Waverly Hills. I really do. I think I you hope will. so. I think you will. Cool. It's it's a penitentiary, you know. It's that's like what I'm saying. I bet killers, it's going to be active not, as hell. Yeah, not like I can go there and provoke and be an asshole. Because oh, absolutely. Them. Yeah, like make these sure you people, got a female with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like these people were patients at at Waverly Hills, yeah. so like you don't have a reason to be mean to them. You just walk around and hope you experience something. But in right. a prison, I'm gonna be like, "What's up, fuck faces?" You know. Yeah. Well, when you Scratch me, fucking! I'd fuck with him, you know. Provoke the the girl that was with us, Lauren. If you watch the video, uh, we're talking, and she goes like this, and Brittany like looks up, and both of them are like, "Did you just feel that?" And then Lauren's like, "Yeah, just grab me." But I was so drawn into the conversation when I was talking to you in the video, like I I saw it after the fact. But then Lauren, after we got back to the cars, after it was all over, she's like. You do realize that something touched my arm, and Brittany's like, "Yeah, I, I saw it. Like, not the ghost, but she's like, I saw Lauren like do this and felt it." I was like, "Right." I was like, "Why didn't you fucking tell me? I would have put the camera on there. You know, I would have started yeah. busting out all the gadgets." But yeah, right. Uh, there's there's a section there when you go. It's like hot. It's like where all the shit went down. Uh, the, the tour is pretty cool. The tour guide. Like she doesn't go with you, but she will give you information. Like, yeah, right. here, here, because you, dude, when you get there, I think it's like forty thousand acres or some shit. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's fucking huge. Like when I got there, I was like, "Where the fuck do I start?" <laughs> but right. she's like, "I right, here, here. You want to go this wing? This wing shut, uh, shut off because of a tornado or something damaged it. Uh, there is a there's one part of it where you can see shadow figures." Um, all along the sides, and and they're like it could be this, could be that, but it's you know they're like it's definitely shadow figures of ghosts. Uh, I, I saw a few of them. The camera, when you get the camera up there, the camera doesn't pick it up. So I was like, fuck it, I didn't even waste my time with that shit. You know, right? I went down in the basement where where you see that that building. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope I get to go, man. I want to meet you up there. We'll knock yeah, that shit out together, that's, uh, dude. Friday the thirteenth in May. That's when we're yeah, going. Yeah, that's Brittany's birthday. <laughs> Oh no shit, May 13th. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My shit went blurry. It's because I'm moving. You want to uh we got a surprise special guest who's had some yeah. paranormal experiences and he's gonna hop on for like the last 20 minutes or so of the episode. Cause I've been up for since Wednesday. I'm hungry. I want to order a pizza. Audie's not feeling well. So we're gonna end this episode early. Um but yeah, we got this cool little surprise yeah, guest. That's our homeboy. I think a lot of people know who he is. It's gonna be fun to hear uh, some of his ghost stories. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Let me get this working here. Excuse me. All right. Should I let him? On. Should I let him know you're sending it? Yeah, I'm sending it now. Okay. Cool.
came on. Sweet. Yeah, man, it's uh it's a hell of an experience. It's in a, that Waverly Hills Sanatorium is an intimidating building, man. Like you saw yeah, my video. Huge. I was trying to go around by myself and I was bitching yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I watched. I called you a puss. I know, I know. I seen it. <laughs> I was scared. I was legit scared. I'm like, the whole first floor, like I knew my homies were in the break room that is also on the first floor. But then when I went up to the second floor by myself, I didn't want to go any further. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going back downstairs <laughs> where everybody's at. I kind of yes. wish I went around, but because then maybe I would experience something better than what I did this just this last time. I don't know if I'm going to go back there, man. I've been there three times. The first two times were amazing. Just this last third time was kind of kind of shitty. Yeah, it happens, man. I- but right it's there's so many places around me here in missouri that i've looked up there's a a place uh it's like a mansion that's real hot Uh, i'll send you a link later just remind me uh you pay and you can stay overnight do an investigation but apparently it's like full of activity i've yet to go there uh i actually was planning after uh the penitentiary i actually had that lined up but COVID was doing this. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, everything he's in, but he's not showing up. But like everything was like, okay, are we going to open? Are we going to shut down? What up, dude? What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. <laughs> Surprise. Out. The special guest is Matt Santoro of Super Bob. <laughs> again, again, it's been a whole week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, I've been awake since like 5 p.m. Wednesday. Holy shit. Yeah, like no sleep. I, I slept a little tiny bit in like this 15 person van, but there was like 13 of us. So like Ooh. I didn't. This was the ghost facers thing I saw going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I didn't sleep Wednesday night. We had it from Thursday to Friday, but I was so excited. I didn't sleep Wednesday night. So, and I got drunk the night before till like 10 in the morning. So that's why I slept till five on Wednesday. And then I woke up, I woke up 5 p.m. Wednesday and I've been awake ever fucking since. Right. Did you go go on the the ghost facers tour, Audie? No, No, not him. No, not this time. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. He has been the Missouri State Prison though before, and he investigated that place before. Really? Yeah. So you yeah. guys like actively go looking for ghosts? Oh yeah, I'm going yeah. to Missouri State Prison uh, May 13th. My frozen. Yeah, yeah. thanks. So. We can hear you. We, we can hear you. Yeah, I, w- I was telling Darren that. Uh, you can hear me. Yep. Yep. He'll come back in. Yeah. <laughs> It'll pick was, up. Yeah. It'll catch up. I was telling Darren that. You know, I think it's going to be a game changer once he goes to that one because it's uh, a prison. It's like killers. You know, he's going to get some some mad activity. Did we lose yeah. him completely? Maybe we might have. I don't we know. Might, oh. We might we might have to do a Patreon episode with them. I I, uh, I just came on on my phone. Oh, okay, cool. Does that work. Yeah, it's working way better now. Hey, hey look, there's yeah. four of you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's. <laughs> Fuck it. There we so, go. Uh, so you were telling me the other night that you've seen some ghosts and shit, right, Matt? <laughs> I have, yeah, yeah, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a uh, get in a van and 
drive to a different state to find a ghost kind of guy. But yeah, I, uh, I was telling my wife just a little while ago that you were having me on so I could talk about the time I talked to a ghost. And she looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I told her the story. Yeah, I was, uh, I was working. It's in the D.C. area. God, this must have been shit 20 years ago probably i was probably 21 20 21 and i'm working in a house you know painting this house with my boss and he was kind of a piece of shit junkie um he was kind of a dick so i'm standing on a ladder and you know like you know six feet that way i like see him out of the corner of my eye so i'm like talking to him as i'm painting and you know tony's not saying anything so i'm like well he's just being a fucking dick today he's not saying shit so i'm still painting you know i'm up on a ladder and I tried talking to him a couple more times because he's right there. Didn't say anything. So I'm like, all right, fuck this guy. So like 10, 15 minutes later, he comes walking in the front door. He was out at fucking lunch. There was nobody in the fucking house. So I'm like, damn, Tony, I was standing here talking to you. I could have swore you were like right there. I could like see you out of the corner of my eye. He was like, uh, so a guy died in that room last week. He had a heart attack. <laughs> Holy shit. I was wow. talking to a motherfucking ghost. I still get goosebumps every time I tell the fucking story. It was a ghost. There was a person there. I could feel him. I could see him in my peripheral vision, like right fucking there. No, fucking ghost. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So like you you didn't look dead at him and, and he looked no. just like your boss or you just assumed it was your boss? I just assumed it was my boss because That's there was a crazy. person right there, you know? Like you, you can feel a person and you can see him in your peripheral vision. And I was, you know, right. I just assumed, you know, I I don't really take my eyes off my work when I work, you know? Right. Right fucking work so i was just working i you know would never take my eyes off of what i was painting to talk to tony you know we worked together for years so yeah i'm just talking to him now it wasn't him it was a fucking ghost <laughs> i didn't stay alone in that house we were there for another two weeks every time he went out to like the van to get water i fucking went with him i, didn't stay in that <laughs> I probably would do the same thing that's uh yeah. that's some spooky Fuck shit that. man and then, then I lived, uh, before me and my wife got together, I lived uh, with another girl in Savannah, Georgia. This was, wow, this must have been 10 years ago, actually, when we were just first started playing full time. So we're on the road, you know, at that time, probably 270, 275 days a year. And uh, we lived, you guys ever been to Savannah, Georgia? No, not me. That's like... Fort Stewart. Yeah, dude, there's a bunch of there's there's a military base somewhere around there. Yeah, but Savannah's got like a reputation, like they do ghost tours and shit. Oh, it's yeah. really old. It's really fucking haunted. Um, I think they claim that it's like number one or number two most haunted places in the fucking country. Um, and we live the main street in Savannah, Georgia is called River Street. It's right on the river and it's got like all these old school southern like stores and candy shops and all this shit. Well, we lived a half block up in an alley in an apartment that was in a building that was all like bars and shit. Like, you know, I'd get in bed at five in the morning and the music would be blasting from the gay club underneath the apartment. Like it was all clubs. Um, and we lived there and we used to get locked out all the time. And doors would be locked that you left open and doors would be open that you left locked. And like, you know, I never thought anything about it. And after we moved, 
somebody asked her if she ever saw a ghost in Savannah and like asked us and I'm like, no, I never saw a fucking ghost, you know, whatever. And she looked at me, she's like, I never said anything because I didn't want to freak you out, but that place was haunted as shit. How do you think we always got locked out? And I was like, oh, fuck, man. And it just hit me. I started thinking about it. I was like, all right. Yeah, no, I totally fucking get it. I could never fucking find anything. It was haunted as a motherfucker. That's <laughs> I just crazy. Don't notice. I, right. I didn't yeah, want to say nothing to it. you, but it was, <laughs> it was haunted, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, did did your wife believe you about when you said you were talking to your uh, your boss as a ghost? Did she believe you? Oh, yeah, because I wouldn't fucking bullshit about that shit. Right. It was a fucking ghost. There was a person right there. That's yeah, the insane. guy had had a heart attack. In the, I was painting the entryway, and right over here, the area where I was talking to the person that was there was the living room, and he died in a chair right in the fucking living room the week before we were there. Had a heart attack. Fuck, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen shadow people and stuff, but I've never quite seen like a full body like that wasn't see-through, you know what I mean? Like what you saw. That's some crazy shit. There was just a person there, you know? Right. Fuck that. I don't go looking for ghosts. Hobbs, too. <laughs> I'm going to attack dog over here. It's, it's intimidating as hell, man. Like, I know, like people... Don't if they want to be scared, they'll put on a horror movie. It's like, no, not me. I'm gonna pay a thousand dollars and rent a van and get thirteen motherfuckers to drive six hours away. <laughs> Fuck that. Why you wanna be scared, man? Fuck that. I don't, I don't shit know. Do yeah, it's fun though, man. But it's in, it's intimidating as hell. It is some scary shit. Why are you gonna find a ghost? You can't even shoot a ghost. You can't do anything. Right. So you find nothing. Ghost. Right. <laughs> You're just going to take off running and pitch black and run into a wall and break your nose or chip a tooth. <laughs> Fuck that. So Even if the ghosts don't hurt you. What's that? I said you're, you're both all about the ghosts and shit. Yeah, I, I bought. I went all in. I was like, Darren, because I was it was about a couple years ago. I was like, I'm going to go to the state penitentiary. And I was like, I'm not going to buy. No bullshit equipment. And Darren's like, nah, bro. If you've never done it, man, you got to ease into it. So I like dropped like fucking $800 on the equipment. I was like, fuck it. I'm going. So I bought like this big package deal of shit. Uh, shit. I'll send you, I'll send you a YouTube link on my investigation. I caught some good shit, man. Like it was well worth the 800 fucking dollars. Okay. I don't want to watch anything that's going to make me any more fucking paranoid than I am, or I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and shoot the fucking dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Stay away hey, don't blame my... us. Man, yeah, I right. watch Supernatural. That's about as scary as I get. Oh, the, the show that's basically X-Files for chicks? Yeah, yeah, that's why I've been calling you Ghost Tracers. You ever watch the show? <laughs> no, I have no. I thought you were, that was like a Wu-Tang reference or yeah. something. No, no, no. no. No man, it's it's uh these fucking guys on the show that they make fun of the the ghost facers. They go around with the cameras oh. and shit. I'll say oh, okay. <laughs> I've never seen Supernatural. I just make fun of all my guy friends that watch it because I'm like that shit's X Files for chicks, man. It, you know, it kind of is. It kind of is actually. Right. Now they think about it. It's got like two sexy studs that fucking all the chicks drool over and fucking, I don't yeah. know. I've never yeah, seen they're it. Not, they're not bad looking. It's got like 15 <laughs> seasons, you know? I'm all about shows that you can just really not have to fucking 
jump around. Like 24. Yeah. You ever watch 24? It's like 20 seasons and 24 episodes. It's a shit. That's insane. Yeah. No, yeah, it's something you could just turn your brain off and sit and fucking vegetate and binge watch the mm-hmm. shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I like shit like that. Hey, Darren, I'm going to pull, pull up these pictures. Okay, cool. So, mind you, when you see these pictures, obviously when I was little and my grandmother lived in it, it looked nothing like this. Okay. Uh, this, this has The house has been sitting for so long now. Uh, the lady that purchased it is living in it. it it's looking a whole lot better uh, than what you're going to see. Uh, to catch you up, Matt, this is my grandmother's house. Uh, uncle killed himself on the back porch. Fuck. Uncle died in the backyard. Granddaddy died in the house. I was little. I experienced something, and my grandmother knew about it and basically told me to shut the fuck up and go back to sleep. That's the short story version of it. Uh, and I was telling Darren, I was going to show him pictures of this, and it's a typical, yeah, when you see this, you're like, holy shit, yeah, that's uh-huh. some, some shit went down in this house. So let me get it pulled up here. Okay. Uh, bear with me. <clears throat> the last house I was telling Audie earlier, the last house I lived in was haunted as shit, dude. My, I, I watched my son with my own eyeballs. It sounds unbelievable, but I saw my son get dragged out of his own bed in the last house. It was fucking. It's one of. It was like the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Because like, what am I going to do to protect my son? There's nothing I can do about it. Did you leave right yeah. then and there? Because I would. No, uh, dude, I had lived in that house for like five years. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, that's that's a creepy looking house, Audie. Ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. This isn't this is in Florida, Matt. This is this no, is I, the I was, panhandle. Yeah. So yeah, I was, oh, that is in Florida. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. don't uh don't judge the sure. panhandle for this, okay? Yeah, what what part of Florida <laughs> is that in, Audie? I've, I've been to the panhandle. Uh, I, I was already judging it. <laughs> <laughs> uh so obviously this is the front of the house. This is the backyard. Zooming this in. house is, you know, they, uh, man, that's worse than the house on the cover of Eminem CD. Yeah, that's that that's one he grew up in. <laughs> that, that's that looks, house. yeah, that's some spooky yeah, right? shit. Man, yeah, I'd love to spend uh, the night there, man. That'd be awesome. Why would you do that? Back. Why would you sleep in a fucking haunted house? Yeah, I just I think it's cool, man. I think it's real cool. You couldn't pay me enough fucking money. <laughs> I know that's the <laughs> fucked up thing is I pay them assholes to let me stay at their places, you know. Right? I I fucking talk to a ghost. I don't ever want to be anywhere near a fucking ghost. But it's pretty cool, especially yeah, when you have equipment that like goes off with it. It's awesome. That's just confirming yeah, like, that you should be scared. Exactly. Yeah, that's the whole point. That, is that's why that shit's there. Audie, that that is a that is a scary looking house. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it is. and you know it's it's sad, man. When I look at that house, I'm just like, it should have never got to that. You know, like, is that uh, what it looks like quick now? Quick story on it. No, it's actually the the lady that moved in. She's the tree's no longer on top of the house. Everything's cleaned up. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's she's she's starting. She's living in it. Um. But at this state, when you looked at it, this was it sitting for like 10 plus years and wow. no one was paying the land taxes. I wasn't aware of that. And had I been aware of it, I would have paid the land taxes. So two years ago, I 
jumped on it, went to the, the county uh, tax office, and they were like, yeah, you're, it's too late. It's going to go Dang. up for auction. And I was like, well, I'm in Missouri. Like, can you tell me when it's going up for auction? Because I'll drop the money on it, you know, because I know I'd get it for cheap. <clears throat> yeah. This house went for like 1800 bucks. I'm just wow. like, man. Yeah. I, I And the land itself is well worth that because the next road over is a is a, a commercial highway. So I'm just like, fuck. Man. You know, I could have had a good asset and I won my grandmother's, at least the land back in my name. I probably ended up demolishing the house because I, I, I couldn't live in that, you know, like, eh. Uh, but the land at least and have something in my name to, you know, to remember my, my family with, but I'm going to get it back. I'm the lady told me she'll sell it to me. Uh, so I'll, I'll be damned. I'm going to get that damn house back. <laughs> I hope you do. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool. A, a really similar thing happened, uh, uh, a house that I lived in for a little bit when my dad bought this house, I think he knew he was going to die and he bought this shitty house in the hood and then left it to me. I didn't want to fucking live in the hood and raise my kids there. I just had a daughter at the time. So I just kind of let it go, let my sister live in it. Like, fuck it. It wasn't worth anything to me. And then eventually, uh, yeah, somebody bought it from the city for like two grand. Wow. Like, yeah, dude. But the house was worth 44000 but I couldn't sell it because not one single realtor would touch it because it was in the hood. They're like, I don't, this is what it's worth, but I'm not going to help you sell it. And it's like, well, fuck, what am I supposed to do with it? That sucks. That place was haunted as shit too. And I know for a fact it is now because my friend is the one who bought it for two grand. And my dad and my sister both died in that house. And my cousin died in that house. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's a crazy ass. It's a crazy fucking little house, man. But I could. What's cool about my situation is I can go back anytime I want because my friend lives in there now, you know? Yeah. So it's a little different than what Audie's going through with that house. I, I don't, I would not voluntarily go back to a haunted house. <laughs> so what do you guys think ghosts are then? You guys got your ghost theories? I think there's different kinds. Like, uh, I think that there's like intelligent ones that can respond. I think that there's some that are more like residual where it's like they're not really trapped there. It's just like history repeating itself from like another dimension, kind of, or like like astral planes crossing or some shit. Um, yeah. But I really don't. I really don't know if it's like a purgatory stuck between heaven and hell type shit. I don't know about all that. You believe in heaven and hell? Not really. I believe in energy that is positive and negative. Energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only be converted. And I think that your soul is a form of energy. And when the body dies, the energy that is your soul converts into another form of energy, whether it's a positive energy or a negative energy. Maybe that's the metaphor. That's heaven and hell. The positive energy being heaven, the negative energy being hell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe so you'll have a, a, a shitty afterlife. If you're a <laughs> shitty asshole. I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't believe in the shitty afterlife. Neither of you guys are religious. Not really. Not really. Cool. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's I think ghost is unfinished shit. Okay. An energy, a spirit. I feel like something they they went out the wrong way. So you know they're trying to get out through what they're dealing with now. I I told my wife 
I was like, look, if I go before you, we need to come up with a like a secret code word, you know, kind of like what uh dude who did that? It was uh Houdini. Harry Houdini. Yeah, yeah he, he did, did that a code shit. word with his wife, and I was dead serious. I was like, Look, I die. Well, you want to know the code word, and only you will know this. So when I come back, I'm gonna, you know, pat the challenge and password shit. And she, okay. she was like, You're yeah, she's like, You're you're fucking crazy. But I said, if you die before me. The password is. <laughs> so I, you know, when, when you start dealing with ghosts and religion, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you're like, eh, I think, it, I think we're all just some sort of a, a soul with energy and, mm-hmm. and it's something. There's scientific evidence of that. There's, uh, dude, I, there's I know since we're speaking about weird shit, I know a fucking psychic. Really? Yeah. yeah, dude, fucking, well, my dad knows him. I've met him. He's, I try not to talk to him because it, like, it creeps me out, man. He wrote a book called, uh, fuck, I forget what it was called, but he's like, um, I don't know what you guys believe, but I know what I believe. I believe in reincarnation, and I believe that, like you said, energy's not created. It can't just be created from nothing, and it can't just go nowhere. And, you right. know, they've done tests where weighing a body when it dies it loses x amount like like 21 I, grams yeah i completely fucking believe in the soul and i believe that ghost i believe that when you die and you're a soul you don't really have anything to do so if you want to stick around and be a dick for 200 years it doesn't matter because that's you know that's like a second in the drop of the fucking bucket of eternity you know so it right. doesn't matter so I think some people just hang around in their dicks and some people just hang around and some people just go up and come back and do whatever the fuck they want. Um, but this dude, he wrote a book um, and, you know, my dad, some, I don't know how the fuck they met this guy, uh, but his name's Lowell and um, he's a psychic. And, you know, my dad told me about Lowell all the time. I'm like, yeah, sure, dad, Lowell's a psychic. Well, one day Lowell is hanging out with my dad and my dad's neighbors, um, and my dad's neighbor, Amanda, really nice lady. She's pregnant at the time. And the, I forget the exact dates, but the baby was due in like August or something. Um, and, you know, she asked Lowell, hey, Lowell, you know, what do you see about my baby? And Lowell said, all I can see right now is I see May 7th. Again, I'm not sure of the exact date, but it was a couple months earlier. He says, you know, May 7th, and I see a lot of blood. Um, and they're like, okay, yeah, lots of blood, May 7th, he's off by a couple months, baby's doing like August, whatever. Um, sure enough, she goes, something went wrong. She went into labor like two or three months early. Uh, the kid was born in the hospital and they had to put him on an ECMO machine, which is a machine that ties into your jugulars and pumps all your blood out of your body, filters it, and puts it back in your other jugular. <laughs> Motherfucking nails date. Yeah, the dude, he's fucking psychic, dude. He does psychic readings. He's written a fucking book. Like, I've been around him and he's like, I try not to talk to him because it just, (laughs) I I don't want to know, you know? Yeah. He's fucking. I wouldn't either. (laughs) I bet. I'll look it up. I'll look up the book. I, I forget his last name, but you can Google him. He's sold a bunch of fucking books. He tells a story about when he was uh, a kid you know, like 10 or 11, he started seeing lights around people, you know, and he didn't know what it was. Apparently he can like see people's auras and shit. And he's getting on an elevator with his dad 
and he looks on the elevator and he, and he looks at his dad and he goes, dad, none of these people have lights. We can't go on the elevator. And his dad's like, shut up, you know, come on. And Lowell like throws a temper tantrum, refuses to get on the elevator. Elevator door shut, elevator drops, everybody died. So his Holy dad. Shit, that's religious, for real? Yeah, for real. So his dad, being religious, thought that he was like some kind of devil baby and beat the tar out of him. That so he like repressed. I don't the lab. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. No, like it's fucking brutal. So, yeah, the dude's like a fucking psychic. <laughs> Man, that is some crazy shit. Right? Yeah. I, uh, man, I would think the opposite. Like, the, a devil baby would be like, this is a prophet or some shit, you know? Well, like, <laughs> Lowell's in, like, his... He's probably in his late 70s, early 80s now. So that was a long time ago, you know? Right. That's, and it depends where they're from, too. If they're, like, a Southern Baptist or one of those crazy guys that pray with snakes, they probably would be. Yeah, shit. There's still all kinds of crazy religious people out there. I'm sure everybody's going to watch me talking about this and fucking hate me. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, hundred years ago, they'd have tied him to a stick and set his ass on fire. Oh, you right? Fucking witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit's crazy, too. Like, your neighbor comes out and, like, keep that goddamn cow off my land. And then the cow dies in a week. And they're like, oh, that fucking lady <laughs> cursed my cow and it died. We got to fucking set her on fire and shit. I'd curse my neighbor if I could now. Some fucking asshole a block up the street from me dumped a couch in a drainage ditch in front of my house this morning. What a piece what? of shit. Right? And then he put the matching cushions in his yard on his curb. <laughs> I wonder who dropped this couch here. Yeah. I just I got home from work at like nine o'clock and I threw the couch back over his fucking foot. <laughs> did you for real? I did, yeah. I put it in my van. I still drive the van we toured in. Put in the van, drove up, it's a block and a half up and threw it back over his fence. Fucking That's fucking gangster. That's fucking I, awesome. I, first I cut the fabric off. And I drove up and I put the fabric up to the cushions, 100% match, took a photo with my flash in case he calls the cops. Then I took the couch out of my van, threw it over the fence. Fucking asshole. <laughs> they come try and burn me for being a witch. <laughs> First world problems. Fucking Florida problems, what that is. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's mm. fucking hilarious. Man. I think we're going to end this episode. We're at like an hour and 10. I got to get some food, dude. I haven't ate, and I don't even remember the last time I ate. So I'm going to order a fucking pizza and All watch right. some TV. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, but guys. Yeah, it was cool, man. I definitely want to yeah. have you hop on these things. Like if we talk about aliens or some shit or if we talk about anything we're going to do another episode on Florida and all the crazy shit that's happened in Florida. So you should hop back on for that one. And I never saw an alien, but the guys swore they saw aliens once when we were driving. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll cool. get the story from Adam again. Yeah, they saw some shit one night. I was asleep. All right. You, yeah, I'd love you, to hear it sometime. Story. Matt, do you believe in aliens? Fuck yeah, I believe in aliens. Hell yeah. How can you not believe in it? There's more fucking <sighs> planets out there than there are grains of sand on this fucking planet. It's, we exactly. used to ask an alien question to profile everybody that traveled with us, actually. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, yeah, like uh, like uh, like band members or like photographers or tour like touring bands. Everybody, or? everybody that was ever with us for more than a couple of days, we'd always ask them the same question, and the question was: You wake up in the middle of the night in your house, you look out your window, and there are motherfucking aliens getting out of a spaceship. What do you do? What do you guys do? 
Oh, I'd probably just watch him in awe. I'd be terrified. <laughs> what do you do, Audie? Yeah, I, I don't. Me being the kind of person that runs towards shit, if I if I saw that, I'd be like, they got some shit that would probably incinerate me in like two seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could catch a bullet. I might take a bullet or two, but I ain't gonna fuck with the aliens. <laughs> yeah, Adam and I, our answer always was, and my answer is still the same to this day. Fucking AK-47 out the window. I'm taking every alien motherfucker out as fast as I can. As fast as I can. And Drew and Curtis and shit were always like, well, I'd go out and talk to them. And I was always like, well, the motherfuckers came here in a ship. When in the entirety of human fucking recorded history has the smarter, more technologically advanced civilization not dominated the other fucking (laughs) civilization. Exactly. So I'm taking at least one or two out. Well, the fuck I can. I I swear to God, man. I would just. I got three loaded clips in the AK. I would just start fucking mowing down aliens. <laughs> fuck those motherfuckers, dude. And if you were, if let's say there's only four of them and you killed all four of them, they're either yeah. gonna put you in Guantanamo Bay or you're gonna be rich because you got four dead aliens in an aircraft exactly. on your land. Either I'm alien enemy number one and I go first and I don't have to stick around for the apocalypse when they drain us and grind us up into fucking alien food, or I'm fucking rich because I'm now the proud owner of a motherfucking spaceship. Hell yeah, dude! That's a fucking amazing. <laughs> go on tour in that motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh fucking hey. That's too goddamn funny. Yeah. It was Jesus. Good. <laughs> well, I can't wait to do an aliens episode now. We yeah. gotta do another cool. one. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm gonna sweet. get out of here. I'm gonna order some Here fucking food. All right. See you guys later. See you, man. Bye. <laughs> do we uh are you gonna hit the outro and we just yeah, man. it's out now or what? Yeah. I'm going to hit it. All right. If you do end up going to the hospital, let me know. I want to know how you're doing. All right, man. Thanks to all the Patreons. Thanks to all the listeners, subscribers. Thank you all so much. We got to get out of here. Yep. Peace out. See you. Thank you for tuning in to our little Passion Project podcast. Remember, we go live every single Friday night, same damn time, same damn channel. So if you miss it, don't blame us.